So in this episode, I brought to the table the questions that lead to intimacy. <laughs> um, there is a New York Times post that says there's 36 questions based on a study that some psychologists did that can increase closeness and while dating can feel like an interview, sometimes these questions aren't necessary if you are serious about dating who you want to, because the worst thing to me when dating is wasting my time. Um, so this helps you get down to business. And also Amber and I get closer as we <laughs> ask each other these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't do all 36 because that was just going to take too long. But yeah. The ones that we did ask each other, I think we we got a better picture of each other. So yeah, enjoy. Uh, it's it's funny. I'm trying to think of some things that come to mind. Uh, enjoy. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just uh, it's a good episode. Yeah, it is. All right, enjoy, guys. Hey y'all, it's Amber Cherie. And I'm Taylor Bree. And this is Inner Circle Podcast. So, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, I didn't work this weekend, which has been the first weekend in a while. So, I had a pretty good day, actually. Um, Sunday, I slept all day. Um, <laughs> which was much needed. I got some new LED lights in my room, so it's always it looked a like a, a disco party up in there. <laughs> I walked in there to turn the Christmas lights off of the uh, banister and flicked on the wrong switch, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> you thought you walked into the club? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is happening right now? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. We took family pictures, um, Christmas pictures, and I'm trying to think what else we did. You had a big event on Friday. Oh, yeah. So I um, so I don't know if I've told you guys before, but I've spent the last couple of years um, working as a consultant for a wine shop at home. Mm-hmm. And so um, usually during this time of year, as it was last year, I'm usually gone I don't know, maybe three to six times uh, days out of the month doing in-person wine tastings, personalized or um, private wine tastings and pairings. Mm -hmm. And so since we are in quarantine um, or in COVID, I've had to pivot and figure out other ways to getting my brand out there and staying relevant. And so there's a a host, two women that I've met at church, at this point probably about almost two years ago because I was still pregnant when I met them Uh, and we were just talking we were at game night at our church and they asked me to do a wine tasting for them and so fast forward one of them is a chef and the other one is a um, a community um, leader and she works for a nonprofit. and so um, they actually put together a cookbook and it's called Yellow House Vibes. It's, it's basic, basically kind of um, really highlighting their grandmother's cooking. And then her, they're also like her vibe and her hospitality as they were growing up. And so the cookbook is filled with a whole bunch of different recipes inspired by their grandmother. Oh, 
and and so they actually highlighted um, me in their first cookbook, their fall cookbook. And along with that came a in-person event. So we did a cheese board um, making like class that came with a pairing and I put together like a little wine cocktail. So we recorded it. Maybe, maybe you guys might be able to see clips. Maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have to think about it. Um, and I'll have to rewatch it to see if it's, if it's good enough, but we got a lot of good feedback. Um, a lot of women left drunk um, <laughs> after the, including some of our family members. Ain't a wine party unless you get drunk. Yeah, so it was really it was a lot of fun, and the the girls were amazing, and um, we had at least almost twenty people that joined, and so a lot of participation, a lot of questions, and different things. We gave out some gift cards, so. One day, maybe we might have the girls on and maybe we can talk about food. So they've been inquiring about what we're doing over here at uh, the inner circle. So you guys might be, (laughs) so you guys might be able to meet them. So bring them out, bring them out. (laughs) Well, you had an amazing weekend. Um, You know, you're always a go-getter and that's a really amazing event. So congrats to you. We love to see it. (laughs) Thank you. That brings us to our word of the day. (laughs) (laughs) So our word of the day is intimacy. And I giggled when I uh, thought of this because we always think of intimacy as something like sexual or something, um, you know, a little bit more on the, um, yeah sexual side of the spectrum but what's really important to consider is having intimacy um with your close relationships so um it's a noun and it means close familiarity or friendship and hyphen closeness so um Let's take a PG sense of this <laughs> word and take a look at it for what it is. Um, I think in a lot of our daily lives, we may lack intimacy in our relationships. Like we know someone, but we're not close with them. And I think today would be a good time to kind of um, get closer to my big sister, Amber. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> So um, that leads us for the topic of the day. There was this New York Times post about a scientist who did a social experience experiment where he asked uh, people to go on a blind date and ask 36 questions. And these 36 questions were supposed to lead to love or let them know that y'all shouldn't be together. So is it kind of like that? What's that TV show? Uh uh, love at first sight was it love at first sight or what's the one married? married at first sight yeah so married at first sight you know they're locked in like they're married but this um there is a series on youtube called tea for two i think is what it was mm. called i started watching it um i got this idea from one of my favorite podcasts um it, it was years back i was just listening to it but um yeah so with this Pod, not podcast with this youtube series they would like meet up as a blind date and then they would ask each other questions I think it would take them like an hour or two to get through all these questions and then they would know if they wanted to go on a second date with this person and um it really just built a 
intimacy between the two because they are they range from seriousness to kind of more of a just like you know chill in conversation so this um actually before we dig into these questions this reminds me of my uh my old Chicago friend, and she'll know who she is when she listens. Oh. No, when she listens to this. But I remember when I wasn't single, but she was single and dating when mm-hmm. I was there, and um, we used to work with each other. And I swear, I remember this time where she she had like a questionnaire that she put together. It was cute. <laughs> that is cute. But she had this questionnaire that she put together, and like depending on how you answer depends on if she would go back out with you or not mm-hmm. or or also I think it it um she put it together just to kind of see what how that person would answer mm-hmm. and so um, was it like a paper or did she ask them uh I think she created like a survey monkey oh wow <laughs> oh if wow. I remember right because I was making fun of her about it I was like <laughs> That's intense. I was like, "What? She that she's very eclectic." I love uh, that, and I and I love her, and she's um, we're very much polar opposites, but she brings a little uh, crazy to the table and a little bit more excitement. That can be a little stale. So I think I know who this person is. Yeah, and I love her as well. Yeah, I don't know if she wants her name out there, so I will keep her name disclosed. Yeah. (laughs) And then when you said eclectic, I said. Yeah, I know. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> so I don't, just so you know, for anyone seeking, you know, I don't have a questionnaire, but I do think there are foundational things at a first date that you kind of need to either ex-nay this one or um, continue seeing them. Like for me, if someone said like they for sure, like there's no ifs, ands or buts about it that they didn't want to have children that's an ex nay for me because I know that I do want to have children but I'm not pushing it I'm not like hey I want to have your babies unless you're the weekend <laughs> I don't even know you breath <laughs> <laughs> unless you're the weekend I don't I don't think oh, I need to <laughs> <laughs> but anyways okay so yeah so there's the foundation of it it's just to establish intimacy so I'm going to ask you a question and then you're going to ask me a question I have the questions right here so it's all good all righty so question number one if you can invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? If I can invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? Mm-hmm. I would have to say, and know this probably sounds so cliche, but Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say her is because um, I read her book, most of it. Uh, and I watched her movie, Becoming... Mm-hmm. And I cried within the first like five minutes, and that was it is so sad because there was nothing to cry about, but like just anytime I see her for some reason, like she's a part of my board of mm-hmm. of directors, like yeah. so like or the board of women that I look up to, not mm-hmm. only because she's a black woman but because she's just just awesome, and I feel like she I feel like she can code switch like she can be you know in corporate america getting it and then you know she can also be chilling you know at a beyonce concert losing her whole mind 
So I just like her versatile. Um, did I say that right? Yeah, versatile. Yeah, I just like, she's just so inspiring. And I don't know, I just get goosebumps anytime I see her. Yeah. She's just awesome. So, yep. She is definitely that inspiring individual. She's that, never mind. I, <laughs> I know, that's why I said that inspiring. <laughs> Let's not disrespect Michelle Obama on here. So <laughs> even though I know she would be able to finish that. So that's because that's that's that girl. Yeah. So um, next question. So Taylor, mm-hmm. before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? No, I don't. And yes, I probably should. Um, because I can't tell you how many times I know that I'm calling to make an apart appointment for like car maintenance, or I need a certain part for my car. For some reason, I feel like the most awkward conversations I've had were calling in to car maintenance places. <laughs> um, Unless it's, like, a really important call, like, my interview for my job was, um, was over the phone, so I needed to rehearse for that and, you know, get into character for that, um, but as far as, like, my everyday phone calls, you can catch me being, like, uh, uh, I called and hi, like, (laughs) I probably should rehearse a little bit more, um, but for my best friend, I always, like, think in my head, what am I gonna call her today, um, because I always call her, like, different pet names, and so, (laughs) (laughs) they be talking like they be dating each other, I swear, Taylor be like, I love you, you're so cute who are you talking to i'm just talking to tati and i'm like okay yeah that is i mean those are my closest relationships (laughs) my most intimate relationships right now so that's all i got so i just spoiled them okay so amber what would constitute a perfect day for you sleep (laughs) and you know what what's so sad is when i do get the chance to sleep Mm. i don't sleep so tell on yourself exactly i I don't even know why you even put it out there so the most perfect day so i would say if i if it was a quarantine style perfect day Mm -hmm. um i would wake up in the morning i would work out and then i would go pick up something to eat um so there's a place in chicago called uh, chicago chicken and waffles Hmm. and um it's in bronzeville and so they used to have the flame chicken and waffles um i think it was called the obama special Mm -hmm. it was flame so i'm probably saying that wrong based off my little sister from the last episode she thinks i'm whack so flame is probably not the best word i didn't say nothing So if you, if I'm not using the slang right, just correct me uh, in the comments below. But anyway, so um, I would probably have to say my favorite food, sleep, and just quality time with my family um, when Junior is on like a two. Yeah. If he's on like a (laughs) 12, it's going to be a rough day. It seems like Sundays he's always on 12 for some reason. I don't know. Maybe he he just needs to sleep all Sunday like me. He be having the zoomies like Vita. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'd be like, Doug, like, come on, you're killing me. That was pretty funny this evening. <laughs> All right. So. All right. So the next question. Um, when did you last sing to yourself mm-hmm. or to someone else? Ooh, when did I last sing to myself? Um, I like to sing while I work out. I go to group classes, so <laughs> I really have no regard that other people are there. Um, it gets me through. So I wasn't necessarily singing to the girl in front of me or woman in front of me, but I definitely was singing loud enough for her to hear. Uh, <laughs> myself, I sing... You did that in Zumba, too. Yeah, I always sing the song. we went to Jaleesa's class in Zumba. Yeah, I can't help it. When I know the words to the song, or if it's, like, something that's really repetitive, like, it gets me through, it gets me hype. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on the way to the gym, I heard a new song um, by Future, which I don't really care for Future, but his beats do be going hard. (laughs) (laughs) So he had, um, it's called Tweakin', and I was like, uh, 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 uh. and the oh, bass was no. dope. And I just was over here. I was getting it, honestly. Lord <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Um. So that that's kind of it. Uh, so a side note about music. Taylor asked us, asked Junior and I to come with her to, um, what was that place in the middle of the forest that was two uh, hours away? Turkey Run. Yeah. Uh, this was we actually talked about it in one of the mm-hmm. uh last ep- or yeah, 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 previous episode, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, we're in the car, and Taylor, prior to turning on her uh gospel sermon, was playing all this like ratchet hip hop music. My child in the back seat, you would have thought that you were going to pull up in somebody's club. Oh my gosh. You, I listen to my music really loud. She does. Oh my god. And I I don't know. Like I probably have temporary deafness from how loud I listen to my music, but I don't know. I just I just like the bass. And you're you're disrespectful too because you came in my car and you're like, <laughs> so I don't like to listen to this music. So can you change it? And I'm like, what the hell? Okay, this is my here's, car. Here's the thing though. I'm in your car. I'm tired because I had been working the night before. And then in your car, there's no front seat space because of <laughs> the baby. So I have a headache. And now you're listening to Tank and his high voice. Like, I didn't know. Tank got a low voice. He, I love, <laughs> I love Tank. I like tank but not that much and i thought you were doing a whole lot with playing the whole album you you think i'm doing a whole lot ask my husband to play the album sex love and pain that's part two yeah i know all the words to that cd that's a good cd but like i just didn't want to listen to it that day i had a headache i was nauseous i get motion sickness and i'm over here basically riding on the hood of the car shut up She's high maintenance, y'all. She um, high maintenance. So I, I get what I get. What's the next question? All right. So <laughs> let's, oh no. Um, I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> let's go ahead and get this on going. She does not want us to continue. Um, okay. <clears throat> so the question is, 
If you are able to live to the age of 90 and retain either, either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, so that means you live until 150. <laughs> oh my god! Isn't that crazy? Oh, wait, 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 no. So you would have the body or the mind from the from the age of 30 till 90. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's so those 60 mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. So from 30 to 90, you would stay the same, either mind or body. Which one would you want? I think I would want my mind mm-hmm. because I want a different body. So I don't know if I want a 90-year-old body, though. Well, those are your choices. Uh, I would say my <laughs> mind, because I feel like your body will constantly change, but your mind is something that someone can't take away from you. Yeah. And it always can be um, developed, worked on, growing. So. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. If you have your mind, you got everything you need. Now, if you ask me if I wanted my body when I was like 22, I probably would take that over my mind. Really? Yeah, because I was immature at 22. That's fair. That That is so fair. So, and not that I'm, like, super mature right now, but I'm getting there. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so, Taylor, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would mm-hmm. it be? Ooh. Tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't expecting to hit that hard. Um, <laughs> I think I would like to know the value of a dollar a little bit more. Like, I was very spoiled. She was. And she still is. I still am. And I have found as an adult that it's actually hard to, like, (laughs) spoil myself in the way that my mom spoiled me. (laughs) So I think knowing the value of the dollar and just a little bit more financial literacy, which I'm currently pursuing and have taken step towards, you know, um, I, I've been taking baby steps, but I feel that I could be further, but then I talked to some other people my age, and I feel like they're further behind me, so I think I'm just right in the middle. I think a lot of my financial literacy comes from my big sister, Amber, <laughs> um, which, you know, helps a lot, so that's, that's it. Oh, no, you asked me. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? You got 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if I could gain any quality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say would like Time management. That's a quality. Okay. I didn't know if it needed to be, like, internal. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, time management. Mm-hmm. So, I think people have this perception, unless you live with me, then you your perception is not what reality is. But, or, actually, your perception is more of the reality than outside people believe me to be. But I feel like some people believe that I am managing a lot of stuff all the time. And that it depends on what's going on. Some might think I'm managing it well. And some might be like, you know, she's dropping the ball a little bit. 
but uh, if you live with me, you know it's it's like a um, a whirlwind. It's a constant. I need to be doing. I need to be. Yeah, it's a problem, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, I would say time management would be the quality that I would want to pick up and keep forever. And I'm constantly working on it every day. Like mm-hmm. I have my better weeks, but I feel like I, I was telling Taylor about this yesterday that I just have this ball of fire in me uh, and it's been in there for years that I really just want to leave this earth and make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be able to, inspire women I'm not perfect but inspire them to be their best selves in whatever whether that's through wine shop at home whether that is you know through this podcast or you know I've even um thought about doing a YouTube channel you know just different things and so um with that you have to also you're sacrificing your time away from your family Mm -hmm. and sometimes even sacrificing the time that you would be doing on like preparing for work and advancing at your corporate job and so um and you're just your mental piece I don't think I ever have any self-care days ever um too much my nails look crazy I need to go to the salon so I would say time management would probably be the thing that I would want to have you got very like deep on that I was expecting or thinking myself if I was asked the question like yeah I would like to mind read (laughs) (laughs) I would like to teleport (laughs) (laughs) but time management is essential and can help anyone achieve I'm very literal you guys will learn about me my mom makes fun of me for that she's like Amber when you're cooking it's not a plus b it's like you know maybe there's a there's a little bit of whatever you know you just kind of gotta roll with it i'm like no what's step one what's step two what's step three she does need a guide and i like that yeah so i have problems so it's all good structure uh so taylor your question if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself your life the future or anything else what would it want to know or what would you want to know Ooh, if a crystal ball can tell me anything about my life. I guess sometimes, like, okay, not to get too woo-woo, but I have lots of deja vu. Like, I'll be doing random things. The most recent um, deja vu, like, vividly that I had was I was sitting in lecture in a seat that I never sat in, um, and I knew that it was, like, because the perspective was different and then I just had a flash back to having a random dream about sitting in that seat and having that perspective and the professor said the exact thing that was said in my dream and it was just like a checkpoint you know like I think of deja vu as like checkpoints you're exactly where you're supposed to be type of thing um you know in the biblical sense they call that uh your spiritual gift would be uh prophecy Yeah, I actually do think that, and I don't really talk about it much, but I actually do think I have that gift. Um, I also, I guess, would just like to know which future I can have, because I also have, like, a, a vision of many different futures before me, and I feel like right now I have so many 
visions because I'm in a transition. And so I literally could choose any path and it could literally like, I know life isn't over after 25, but when you're you, not even 25. <laughs> I know I'm not 25. I'm saying like uh, taking the step now. So uh, then when I am 25, like, you know, that could be just as much of a um, pivotal point in my life too. So I know I, I do have many checkpoints, if you will, along the way, but I like the crystal ball to just kind of be like, you're doing the right thing. This is the job you should pursue. I don't need to tell me what the life would be like with the job that I get. I don't need them to tell me like this person, your life partner will look like this. Cause I know all of that will just fall in place. But I think right now, um, because a lot of stuff that I want to do requires graduate degrees, um, putting my neck out there, um, to even just make the first step is hard because there's so many, so many different paths to take. Understood. So yeah, that would be what I want just to know if I'm doing things that are get me where I want to. Okay. So let's see. Okay. What is your most treasured memory, Amber? So the right answer would be the day I got married. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Nicholas. Um, I don't know. Most treasured. I don't really have a number one, but I can give you a top three. Okay, top three. So um, the first top three was would probably be the day that I passed my CPA exam. Mm um I would probably have to say that was probably one of the best days and the best feeling of my life because I feel like um I had worked so hard for that exam y'all like I knew those no years uh I knew that Becker exam uh well it wasn't the actual exam you sit for is not Becker but they the study materials they try to make it they simulate it just like the real exam and Mm -hmm. so um I had been pursuing that ever since I got to college and I think that just was like a stamp so um I would say my second one was I would say it was the day that I married my husband but I would have to say the whole weekend leading up to that was not fun um (laughs) I think I cried I think at one point I didn't even care if anyone showed up to the wedding as long as uh, my dad and Nick and the pastor were there. Um, it was just drama. But it was love, but drama. Everybody was excited, but it was just the stress. Yeah, um, weddings can be stressful, especially as big as yours was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was almost 300 people between the reception and the, and the ceremony. I would probably have to say... Um, and even just going on the honeymoon the honeymoon was amazing yeah to thailand Mm -hmm. um and third thing was probably the day that i had my kid um maybe one day we'll have to talk about like Mm -hmm. uh babies and motherhood and really kind of maybe get someone that's an expert on um, childbirth especially from a black woman or a person of color perspective in the healthcare industry and different things like that so I won't go into in depth but um I tried to go at it like a soldier I didn't have no medicine I didn't want no epidural I, 
my mama was about to cuss me out and choke me because I was in that hospital for probably two or three days in labor because I refused to go through the regular procedure on what you were supposed to do when you were having a baby, get your epidural, lay in bed, and then if you don't, you can't push, and we're just cut the baby out of you. It was very, uh, so I think when he finally got here, even though it was a lot of drama before then, um, I just remember holding him in my arms, and he was a chunky baby. He was big. He was almost 11 pounds, y'all. He wasn't coming out nobody's uh, normal way. So, (laughs) which I think I should be be more appreciative uh, about that because I don't know if I would have wanted an 11 pound, almost 11 pound baby coming through the normal way. But anyways, those are my top three. So, Taylor, let's do two more. Um, What is your most terrible memory? That's pretty depressing. Most terrible memory. I'm not going to say my first most terrible memory um but I I was a fat kid and so like being in school like I was always kind of known because I've been kind of extroverted so I wasn't like an outcast or anything like that but it you know like kids were kind of mean (laughs) because I was fat um and so I think that's probably like being teased about being overweight when I was a kid. We'll have to talk about bullying because that, oh, I was bullied in high school too. Yeah. It was terrible. Well, mine was more like elementary school. Okay. And high school, I was, I was kind of, you know, a little popular, but not like popular, popular. Okay. But yeah, elementary school to middle school. And then I lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm which came through eating disorders which um we'll have to talk about that on another episode too yeah so i think just being bullied as a kid yeah i think that'll be my most terrible okay so last question what roles do love and affection play in your life um love and affection Mm -hmm. so i need love and affection (laughs) I would say between in my marriage, um, I'm married to my best friend. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, but we're not like smoochy, smoochy, mm-hmm. you know, I love you all up underneath each other, making people want to throw up to be around us. Not like that. Um, but it's okay. I don't think, um, I don't think we even, neither one of us grew up with parents that are, super affectionate our dad's somewhat uh but next parents they're very loving but i've never seen them kiss in front of me and i've known them for almost 10 years wow yeah so um and there's nothing wrong with that so i think so but anyways um where is it um i would say i love my child um i love i love my family but my child i just hold him and I just kiss his little cheeks and I sing I love you to him and such a mama's boy he's so cute and I just love him and adore him Mm -hmm. and I just even if he gets a spanking I just turn around and I give him a hug which I think that might be confusing him but just I don't know I just don't like to see him upset 
That makes sense. So, yeah. I think for me, since this is the last question, I'm going to throw my little answer in. <laughs> Love and affection are kind of like central in my life. Like the love that I have for my family, even though I haven't created my own family, I think that love for the family that I have currently fuels my desire to like create my own family. Um, and affection, I'm a very affectionate person. <laughs> Amber's like, you're making me uncomfortable. And, oh I'm like, and I'm like, it's okay, just let me rub your feet. It's fine. Oh <laughs> no, but Between her and Heather. Oh, God. <laughs> We're just very like, I don't know. I'm a touchy person. I can be honest. I, I respect Amber's boundaries, though, because she's not. <laughs> you're not a touchy person. You don't like to be touched. She'll be like, okay, why are you touching me? Well, it just depends. So I'm a hugger. Yeah, you do like to hug. But uh, I don't really like to cuddle unless it's my husband. That's only, or my kid. Those are only two people I like. I don't even like to cuddle with our dog. I know that might sound mean. No, it's fine. But um, yeah, no. The dog cuddles with me. She does. Lita loves uh, her auntie. Yeah, we have, <laughs> we have a very pivotal, we have a relationship that started off very hot and cold because <laughs> i believe that vita suffers from a little bit of senile disorder <laughs> <laughs> and she will be like all happy giddy like saying hello at one point and then you'll bend down and then she'll snap at you or at least that's what <laughs> happened to me that was our experience and it's like, girl, like, I, I've been living here for the past two weeks. Like, I think you should know who I am by now. <laughs> yes, I'm coming up the stairs, like, at night. Your owner's asleep, but, like, it's cool. I live here. <laughs> but now she sleeps with me, and she waits for me to get home. Like, she always comes to my room when I get home at, like, 12. So Yeah, she, um, she's a rescue dog, so she... She's been through a lot when we adopted her on Nick's, um, how old was he turning? Was it 27? Yeah, on one of his birthdays, he wanted a dog. And so we went to um, an adoption event and she was actually one of the dogs that was going to be killed in the high kill shelter. Mm -hmm. So they were trying to move her. So yeah, Vida Loca. Yes. She's been through a lot. La Vida Loca. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a sweet little dog, though. She's like a corgi, chihuahua. She is not a chihuahua. She she's, looks like an oversized chihuahua. Honestly, I think she does have chihuahua in her. That would tell you why her temperament is so, like, turning off. Her temperament is due to the terrier in her. Yeah, that's possible, too. Because she's a Dotson terrier uh Corgi. corgi mix mm. she has a long body like a dachshund mm -hmm. she has a face like a terrier yeah, and sure. she has a booty like a corgi yeah she does have a booty like a corgi so but if you looked at her just like just randomly looking at her she looks like a fat chihuahua yeah she does like a little hot dog yeah 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 so. she you know she's not the dog i would have chose but she's cute and she has a lot she has a heart she does she loves her she she cares about her family yeah she does and she'll ride or die yeah so well all right so what's the self-care for today so the self-care is 
do what you need to do to get mentally prepared to start the cycle again. As we end this year, it's really important that you take a mindful approach with how you are going to initiate your energy at the beginning of next year. Right now, um, we're in Sagittarius season. That oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I shout feel- out to my best friend. Uh, I won't say her name because I don't know if she wants her name to be out here. Yeah, well, but she had her birthday a few weeks ago. Yeah, she is a grinder and that's like embodies the Sagittarius. Um, Very unapologetic, very loving. Um, We are in the holiday season. We are rounding towards Christmas and um, this time is really important to just be mindful and um, mindful in what you have accomplished. So look back at your accomplishments and then also get ready to feel yourself as we go into 2021. We never know what the world may bring and we have to be okay with whatever it deals us. So that's my um, self-care tips. I guess a little bit more expanding on that. Um, Get into some meditation routines. Find by this year, take an evaluation of what has been working for you and what has not been working for me. Like I had to tell my boss today, (laughs) um, you uh, going from second shift to first shift is very hard on my body. Um, like my, I don't, get down until 1 30 in the morning because when I get home at 12 that's just when my body's ready so being at work at 7 30 in the morning it's just it can't happen <laughs> like a plus b doesn't equal but on c Sunday you're not working so why can't it happen you're missing the point here <laughs> the point here is that I work second shift every other day of the week but then Monday I have to be there at 7.30. So anyways, um, I don't want to sound entitled, um, even though my generation just is the way we are, because um, I wasn't the only one who complained about it. This is also something new, because we didn't originally have this um, schedule. So I'm just letting them know a little evaluation, what's working and what's not working. <laughs> sure, we'll tell my boss, um, I don't think my schedule is working for me. I think we might have to switch it up. Like, it was a polite ask. She could have said no. She could have been like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I guess closed mouths don't get fed. So See, and that's why I always just let people know. And then they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, no hard feelings. You know, <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. Because <laughs> if I didn't ask, you wouldn't know that I wanted it. So Fair. that's all I got to say is take an evaluation, find out what's working for you, and um, go from there. Okay. Yeah. So, Amber, what's our grind tip? I would say um, the grind tip would be, I would let you, I would say um, it's never too late. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately um, because one of my favorite actresses and her, and she's not like a super like top well-known actress, but I've been following her ever since she, um, ever since she lived in South Carolina like so it's been a few years probably 20 
2015 is when I started following her Instagram. Mm -hmm. So her name is Jasmine Love, and mm -hmm. I absolutely love her. She's beautiful. She, I've learned so much more about her now that um, she has her YouTube page, her and her um, fiance at this point. And so um, watching them, but then also watching, I have, my cousin has a YouTube page about her and her family um and also just like random sprinkles in between of people that um have things out there and so one of the podcast or one of the youtubes that i was watching was called um Aaron on demand and so she specializes in brand strategy and um just kind of trying to help people if they have youtube pages or if they want to start one um or if they have any type of talents or anything that they want to start branding, she kind of helps walk through, you know, the best way to do that. And so one of the things that she said was she started her YouTube page at the end of 2018. And she felt like by that time, you know, it was too late to start one. And, um, but she just, she thought, you know, there's not a lot of women or women of color that are talking about these certain topics and, um, at all in this space on YouTube. So she decided to just go ahead and create one. And now she has almost like 50,000 followers on um, between then and now. And so she was just explaining, like, if you're passionate about something, don't ever give up on yourself. It doesn't have to necessarily mean, you know, YouTube, but just anything, you know, if you're passionate about, like my mom, she's passionate about interior decorating and um, she used to make our outfits, take Heather and I's outfits when we were younger, she used to sew them. And so like, she's always had that in her spirit of just design. But um, I was telling her the other day, like you have, um, she has a little bit more time right now. Um, and so I was telling her, you know, why don't you get back into it um, and get back into something you're passionate and you love, cause it'll make those, that when you're doing it, time will pass by you know, it'd be enjoyable. Yeah. So if you have a goal or if you have a dream or you're inspired to do something, just understand that it's never too uh, late. Um, just the hardest thing is just getting started. Oh. And so um, the hardest thing for us is editing these podcasts and <laughs> posting them. And so we love talking and, you know, we love, we have this idea, but, you know, it's showing, giving it up, putting it out there for the world for you guys to listen to. And, to engage with us in more of a quick fashion mm -hmm. and so it's kind of so I just want to leave you guys with that you know just really um don't give up on your dreams and your hopes and just take the leap and we're towards the end of the year like Heather Taylor excuse me you like my mom used to say <laughs> that kid over there <laughs> you <laughs> everyone calls me Heather for some reason I don't know you guys similar you guys look very similar mm -hmm. to each other she used to go down the whole list. Amber, Heather, Taylor, you, you know, I, you know who I'm talking to. No. But anyways, you. so you. <laughs> um, but like Taylor was mentioning, just get ready and meditate and reflect and evaluate what's working for you and understand if you, if you feel like something is holding you back from your dreams, then you need to cut it off and move on. And if you need help cutting it off, see a therapist. Well, yeah, and yes, a therapist is not always the thing that can help you cut it off. It's you know reflection. Uh, it, it's it's what therapist does. 
sure but if you like let's say for an example if you're trying to cut off that extra cheeseburger or those Popeye chicken. Do you have a certain relationship with food that a therapist can help you with? Uh, I don't know. I just you feel like you need a trainer. I think, you know, just like back in the day, put some testing on it. I've never heard of that before. Robotessin? I've heard of Robotessin before, but I need you to elaborate. Like anything that was wrong with you, Tessin could fix it. I've never heard of that before. Like, <laughs> So you obviously we need to keep we need to keep that bottle of rubber testing away from Taylor. Anyways, (laughs) it was like on the back in the day, you know, they had everybody hates Chris with Chris Rock, and he made a joke about it too. Like, I broke my leg. Well, you better put some testing on it and get on over here or whatever. Like, well, I've heard people drink some water. My chest hurts. You better drink some water. That's what our mom would do. That, yeah. was, that was like the next generation. But way, way back, like grandmas, I'm pretty sure it was testing. Anyways. Lord Jesus. Just like testing can fix anything. Therapy can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm just an advocate. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, Anyways. So it's kind of uh, late. All right. So, all right, y'all. Well, we will talk to you guys later. Make sure you subscribe to um apple Podcasts, spotify or however you are listening to us also make sure that you follow us on instagram at the inner circle uh dot podcast <laughs> so i would get it one day um and then also if you have any questions or if you want to provide any feedback to us um please contact us at the inner circle dot podcast gals at gmail.com and we'll leave all of our contact information in the show notes all righty y'all well y'all stay beautiful and i'll see you in another episode all right bye guys